Hey, Nat. Hey, Kristen. We're totally rolling. We're rolling. Welcome to the Create Podcast. <laughs> You're rolling late night. This is the late night Create Podcast. I want to say like after midnight, but it's like not it's that late at all. <laughs> you know it's late night when it's like, it's Natalie and I. It's 9.08 p.m. on a Tuesday night. Welcome. This is how we roll. You're sitting here with us at the table with a glass of wine. And by the time this podcast is over, we'll be putting our jammies on. <laughs> by the time this podcast is over, we are already like have the face mask on. I've been watching uh, The Marvelous Miss Ma- Maisel. Uh, have you watched that before? Uh, binge watched it. I feel late to the game. So good. I'm like four episodes in and I'm like... Obsessed. Obsessed. But my favorite thing is how she waits till her husband goes to sleep. Yes. And then she wakes up and then she like takes off her makeup. Yes. And, and then gets up early and puts it all back on. <laughs> that brings me to Actually, life. that is such a perfect segue into what we're talking about today. I love, that was so fascinating how I you did that. <laughs> when the universe makes a segue without trying. It's okay. all for us. It is all for us. All so for us. as some of you may know, some of you may be new to the Create Podcast, and if you are, welcome, and we love you already, and we're so happy that you're here listening. You're welcome. <laughs> and for those of you that are all these but goodies and have been listening, you know that we've been taking fan requests for the last month. And specifically, we had one email come in from someone we love very dearly in our community. And it was such an amazing email that was asking so many questions that we actually decided to do four different podcasts so we could really take time to delve into each of the questions one by one. And this is the finale. This is question number four. Question number four. Should I just go ahead and read question number four? Let's do it. Here it is. How can I fully and completely step into my star power Maintain my star power energy on a day-to-day basis with joy and humility and trust that I won't fall on my face and hurt myself or others by living in the magnitude of myself. Mm. So the first thing as Kristen and I started digesting this that really came in so clearly is it's kind of like it's impossible to step into your star power because your star power is just what your nature is. That's what you already are. Many of us, however, have stepped out of our star power by putting on conditioning other people's expectations or basically anything that isn't congruent to our authentic self. So when we talk about what is star power, star power is being your truest version of yourself. It's the power that you came into the world with, that your spirit had in its incarnation. We know that we are made of the same things as stars. We have stardust in us. And as we incarnated into human form, with us came this tremendous spirit that already knew what it came to the planet to do. It already had big ideas and big dreams for us. And it's almost like we wanted to just get out of the way so that can do its thing here on the planet. Exactly. And we know that nature is perfection. Yes. It's not like when nature was created, it's like, ah, I didn't do as great of a job with the sunflower as I did with the tulip. Everything is exactly 
perfect as it was created. So it's almost like asking the question of how can I step in my star power is like a rose that's been putting on a tulip outfit, trying to be a really great tulip, saying, how do I be a rose? And what we want to say is, oh, you just have to remember who you really are and take off everything that isn't who you are. I remember when I was... 28, 29, and went to Agape for the very first time. And I heard Michael Beckwith say, the acorn is going to become an acorn tree. And even if you, the acorn gets planted under the cement, it's going to find a little crack to come up through, through and become the acorn tree. Because my fear in my late 20s was like... I know all the stuff inside of me I'm supposed to do on the planet. I, I get glimpses. I see what is possible, what my spirit tells me it wants to be, and I'm so afraid of not living into it or becoming it. And I remember Michael's words hitting me like a ton of bricks. It was like, baby girl, <laughs> you can't get out of it. Right. Right? You came to the planet to do something. Right. You can struggle against it. You can distract yourself. You can make it take longer. You can make it harder. But that is nature running its course. That's right. And nature knows what it's doing. It's very interesting because just this week I had someone say to me, and I'm going to butcher how they said it, but this is how I heard it. This is how I received it, is when you spend your whole life being rewarded for who you are not, It is very hard to know and take a stand for who you are. And I think many of us were just these little sweet children who wanted to be loved and wanted to be liked and wanted to be good and wanted to make other people's lives better and wanted to make a difference. And so we were looking at our community and at our families saying, what do they need? Let me fill that need. And what it leads to is this the beautiful quality of, of wanting to be in community and collaboration and love and empathy and compassion that goes too far. And in doing so, we end up losing, how do I be that for myself and for the thing inside of me, the acorn inside of me that's here to grow? It's so funny. We're coming up on Halloween. And what I just thought of was like, oh, we put costumes on. Yeah. We put costumes on over the star that we are. And what we really want is to take that disguise off just to be able to stand in, as our listener says, in the magnitude of who we are. And the other thing I want to say is in terms of ESP, as we started this podcast, I was like, oh, Natalie, please say that thing about (laughs) being rewarded for being in hiding. Yes. But that's true. Yes. A lot of the healing process that we are doing as we come into our maturity is healing those wounds of childhood and those wounds often involved putting ourselves into hiding or putting a costume on that kept us from being able to shine authentically. Right. Right? Right. And when you actually think about star power in terms of celebrity... What's interesting is celebrity is not a real safe place to be in terms of the way the world and the culture Mm. works, right? So you're buying your groceries and you see a copy of a magazine saying, this person is having an affair and this person is Mm. doing this and this person looks so uh, atrocious in their bathing suit. And so it's almost like when you stand in 
that star power, what you do is you subject yourself to other people projecting their fears, their insecurities, their worries, their desires, their likes, their dislikes. So there can be um, obsession where people think you're so much better than you are. And then there can also be destruction where people think you're so much worse than you are. Uh, and stalkers. none of it is true. Stop. Right, right. You, you can have stalkers. This is, I'm working with someone right now who has, has a stalker and... Uh, and that hap- there's a vulnerability that occurs when you allow yourself to be seen. So no wonder so many of us are afraid to let ourselves shine authentically. Right. And if you think about that in our own lives, you know, whether you're a celebrity or you're not a celebrity, in your romantic relationship with your partner, oh. you know, in your relationship with your family, in your relationship with your kids, it's there can be such a fear of if I show up completely authentically me, I may get rejected or I may not be what that person wants or I may not be what that person likes. And so there's a safety in staying behind the mask. But if we want to step into our star power, our job is to take the mask off and realize that we will set everyone else free by being the first to take that stand. Well, that's always the calling. We often want deeper connections with everyone, whether it be the industry that we're in, whether it be the art that we're doing, our romantic relationships. We want to be seen, but we don't want to be the first to allow ourselves to be seen. Right. right? You go first and then I'll go. Right. Right. Don't you want, isn't it that thing, you know, when you're in a new relationship and you really want to say, I love you, but the other person hasn't said it yet. So then you, you hold it back and you wait for them to say it first. And then it's like, as soon as they say it, you're like, I love you too. And they're like, well, why didn't you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) I had something recently with my partner where I had to broach something that I knew was a little scary. And so I was like, I I felt it like pushing on my soul, like say this out loud. And I was feeling so vulnerable about it that I waited until I was at the most inopportune time (laughs) and the most inopportune place because I had waited too long, but I also didn't want to, I knew too much to not say it. So I'm like, I have to say this at some point and like started to say it literally and He's so sweet. He goes, can you not do this right now? And then I just, I hear you. I love you. Just not right now. And like the tears started to come down my face. And he's like, I love you so much, but your timing is horrible. And I'm like, it's because I get so scared. I get so scared of saying the most authentic thing. Yeah. And he's like, you just got to trust that you can say it. Yeah. I'm like, he's like, I can feel it when you push something down and then you wait and you wait and you wait and then you say it out loud. And like, come on and it always seeps out in a different way I mean I was just telling Kristen this hilarious I mean it's hilarious now in the moment it wasn't hilarious of uh, painting this wall in my apartment with my partner and you know we did all the thing where we taped it and it was going to be perfect and it's this thing we're doing together and you know then of course we're lifting the tape and you know there's just paint everywhere we're not professionals and there was something about the mess of the paint bleeding that just, it just like broke something in me and I had the most absurd reaction. You would have thought that someone had just told me like, I had two months to live. Like yes. I was sobbing hysterically. <laughs> you know, this is, my sweet partner was like, well, I'm sure there's a solution. <laughs> like I'm sure there's like a product we can buy. Like, are, 
Like this is a really crazy reaction. And of course, it never has to do with the paint on the wall. What it does have to do with is when we suppress anything in our lives, it's going to seep out somewhere else. So it's kind of like I could have put all the tape on the wall or all the tape on my heart that I want, but what wants to seep out is going to seep out. And if I'm too afraid to face my own internal mess, then when there's a mess on the baseboard, it will break me. (laughs) So we all think we're doing this mask, this costume to protect ourselves But really, staying in that cocoon of smallness only creates such a turmoil and such a struggle that we can't be who we really are and nature can't take its course in our lives. Yeah. So it reminds me of, um, I was reading this thing in this Osho book the other day, and he was talking about authenticity and being your true self. And so within this conversation where we talk about what what is star power, what is it to be in your star power, and what is it to maintain your star power, he almost gives this three-step process of, well, ultimately the conversation of star power is how do I be my best and highest self and how do I maintain that? And he says there's three steps to this. Step number one is always listen to your inner voice. So often, we don't have practices in place where we even have time or space to hear our own inner voice, or we've been conditioned where there are people in authority or people who know better, or or um, it's someone else has the answer or the outside world has the answer. So we're always looking outside of ourselves for what that magic ingredient, that magic diet pill, that magic whatever that's going to give us transformation. And the answer is always, always inside. And uh, it makes me think of, I had a teacher once that told me, a car salesman won't sell you the best car for you. They will sell you the best car for them to sell. So when you are seeking advice or what do I do or where do I go next from the outer world it's like asking a car salesman what's the best car for me to buy and they from their own perception are going to tell you advice that's best for them Mm -hmm. under the guise of it being best for you so you're going to continue to thicken the mask the more you seek it outside of yourself which is why the first rule is your own inner voice your own inner voice and people access that in different ways some people access that in meditation some people access that walking in nature but really carving out time and space to be with yourself and learn how to listen to those instincts your imagination your intuition these are things that are gifts and they're in tune with why you're here and who you really are it's like how do i fully and completely step into my star power Learn how to listen to your authentic voice, which means time just to be still and listen to that voice. Right. Time for you with you. Because what is a star? A star is what everyone wants to be, wants to spend time with, is attracted to. When you see a celebrity do beautiful uh, work in a film or something, or you want to go to their concert, you want to buy their film, you want to see them on the red carpet, you're attracted to being closer to it. So for you to activate your own star power, be attracted to yourself. 
That's to spending it. time with yourself, to being with yourself, being loved and attracted and inspired by yourself. The most powerful thing you can do is learn how to be attracted to yourself. And you cannot be attracted to yourself if you don't know who you are. Ah, that's right. It's like it's like dating uh, someone behind a wall. Yes. And trying to figure out if you like them or not. Yeah. You, don't, you don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> Well, I was just talking to this woman the other night. I mean, she must have been in her 70s. Gorgeous woman. Incredibly wealthy. Mm-hmm. It was actually really funny. I, I sat down across... Uh, I went to this fancy dinner the other night, unexpectedly. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. And this beautiful woman hugs me, and she goes, Oh, my darling. She had this beautiful accent. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, I've read all about you. And I was like, oh, literally, I'm like, nice to meet you too. <laughs> and she goes... Listen, I'm tremendously wealthy. <laughs> like literally, this is how she like introduces herself, and she goes, and I know that it's um, because I have learned to be at ease with life, and to trust that things flow to me, and believe in the power of the universe. This is like within like five seconds of meeting her, BTW. Wow. And um, and and she was talking to me about. Uh, her own take on the law of attraction without using those words of um, to make wishes and to enjoy making wishes without struggling for them. She goes, I know that when you have a tantrum because you want something so bad, it's how you keep it away. <gasps> All of this Whoa. is within literally, like, we haven't even, like, we just sat down. I'm just like, you, my name is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, she goes on to tell me, like, her whole entire life story and you know, she, from Dubai and all these different countries she lived in. And it came down to there is a certain time where she was married to this very wealthy man and they divorced. And she said, I had a time where my life got very empty. Mm. And it was the time where I just learned how to be with me. Mm. And she's like, and I was living in a country where I didn't speak the language and there was no one else. So I just had to fall in love with myself. She's like, but from that place is where I gained the power. And she, she said to, to make my own money because she'd, she'd always been married to someone who was wealthy. She's like, but I learned what was inside of me. And I was like, oh yes. And she goes, and I thought, um, that life was ruining my whole life as I knew it, but I was getting like recreated from the inside of me. Mm. And I was, I just wanted to be like, yes, of course, that's exactly how it works. Yes, 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 of course. That's how it works. That when our life falls apart and the, the, it's like sometimes the costume gets stripped from us. The costume that we adopted to have in life gets stripped from us so that we can get like naked into our authenticity to realize that we are a star and once we realize we are a star and become attracted to our own magnetic power then it can pull in from a brand new place well it's so interesting you talk about the emptiness because when Osho describes listening to your inner voice it seems so simple and he said the resistance to listening to your inner voice or to going inside is because we're all so afraid of our own emptiness. We don't want to be intimate with others because we don't want them to see that we're empty, that we're ordinary, you know. But being a star is the embracing of my human beingness, my emptiness, my utter 
you know, like space. Mm. We all want to fill it with stuff and specialness and magnitude and look at me. But the truth is what really makes a star is saying, I'm just you and I'm empty and I'm a vessel and I let something bigger than me be what shines through me. And it's just amazing that the space of emptiness is actually where the answers are. You say emptiness, and I think of how a star is in space. Yeah. And what is that but gigantic, vast emptiness? Right. right. You, the star can't shine without the emptiness. Right. That's how you know it's a star. Yeah. Because it just sits in the sky of emptiness. So, the second thing, so always listen to your inner voice. And the second part is never wear a mask. Now, Osho says... And this was actually a quote from his book. Um, You must stop pretending. If you are angry, then you must be angry. You stop your instincts when you don't let yourself be what you really are. Oh, Osho, preach to me. So what's interesting is so many of us are taught that there are some emotions that are better than others. We're taught to be quiet or docile or good we're taught that anger isn't a good thing especially for young men you're taught boys don't cry which is fascinating men have tear ducts so do women you know like this is like false conditioning that there are better emotions there are some that are worth feeling and there are other that are dangerous and that are Mm going to hurt us so he says this and this is a quote from him that i love you have been taught that when you are angry you smile but your smile now is the mask that you wear. It is just an exercise of your lips and your face and nothing else. Your heart is full of anger and poison and the lips are smiling and you have now become a false phenomenon. But now another thing will happen also because now when you want to smile, you cannot smile. Your whole mechanism is topsy-turvy because when you wanted to be angry, you weren't. And when you wanted to be angry, you weren't. So now, when you wanted to hate, you didn't. And now that you want to love, suddenly you find that the mechanism doesn't function. Mm. So we think that by shutting down the anger, shutting down the sadness, not revealing those parts of ourselves, being a perfectionist, always the nasal taking her makeup off and always looking perfect, we think that this is a thing that's going to make people attracted to us. But actually what it does is it makes us so false, so incongruent to who we actually are. And we are sentient beings. That's what we are as human beings, which means we are here to feel. So when we don't feel in our authenticity and in our integrity, we're giving our own body a message. What you are is wrong. It reminds me of uh, Marvelous Maisel in that on the pilot episode, she spent this whole time being the perfect wife and mother And when she gets into her power is when she gets drunk and angry and she gets up on stage and she just starts saying the truth out loud and she's irresistible. Yes. Right? She finally becomes authentic. Yes, and attractive. Now, what's interesting is who she becomes attractive to and who she becomes repellent to. Yes. Now, who she becomes repellent to... Her parents. ...are all the people that loved her in the other role, which goes back to the quote we said at the beginning of, if you're rewarded for being who you aren't, 
it becomes very difficult to be who you are. So if you've built a life with a partner, with your kids, with your parents, uh, with your workplace, where you have played a role that is incongruent for you, but you've played it, the minute you stop playing that role, it's not their fault that they're mad at you about it because that was your setup. You said, this is who I am. They said, well, that works for me. You said, I'm changing the game. And they're going, well, I liked you better the other way. Of course you did, because that was for you. So now as I start standing for what feels like for me, people are not going to like it sometimes. And that can be a resistance for so many of us that we say, well, that can be the reason why we stay small. Mm -hmm. And we have to be very gentle with ourselves in the transition of becoming increasingly authentic. We were born into a world that taught us to get along, to wear a mask. Many of us were taught it is holy to smile when you have rage. Yes. We thought we were doing the right thing. Yes. We thought that by hiding or repressing our feelings, we were playing the game we were supposed to. So we have to become really gentle and nurturing to ourselves because we aren't going to get it from the outside world. Yeah. Right? When that game starts to shift and you start to stand in your authentic power, people may get upset. And to be able to learn to value, this has been helpful to me, to value other people's upsetness the way you value your own. Mm. Just like I'm not going to repress my rage or my hurt feelings or discontent within myself, because I'm valuing this now, I can also value it in you and not make you wrong for it. Absolutely. And that's so key. We also don't want to control other people by not letting them have their reactions because we know how painful it is to not be able to have our own. Yeah. And it's not personal. It's so universal. We are all angry and we are all joyous and we are all sensual and we are all in love with life and we hate it all the time. And it moves. And it moves. It moves constantly and fully. And so part of being our authentic expression of a human being is allowing everyone else to be a human being too. Mm-hmm. Say, you're allowed to be messy. You're allowed to not get it right. Yes. I'm allowed to say when it doesn't feel good for me. And you're allowed to have whatever reaction you want. And let me not ever try to control you or put a mask on you when I know how painful it is to wear the one I've been wearing. Well, isn't that freedom? Is when we love ourselves enough that we won't wear a mask and we love others enough that we don't want them to wear a mask for us. Right. So you let people not be perfect and you don't make them wrong for Mm-mm. it. You be say, where you are. I see it. I see you and you're a work in progress and it's okay. Yeah, me too. Hey, we're in the soup together. Yeah. Totally got it. And this is why I think step one is always go to your inner voice because when you take off the mask in step two, you will sometimes be met with so much resistance 
that you have to go back to inner voice and remind yourself, this is the right thing for me. And I know like I know from the inside of my core that this is the right thing for me. Because if I'm not listening to my inner voice, if I'm continuing to get it from the outer world, when the outer world starts picking on me, criticizing me, judging me, not liking me, I'm going to bail and put the mask back mm-hmm. on. So when we talk about how do I maintain my star power, you maintain it by maintaining your connection to your inner voice that will lead you and you allow that voice to be stronger and louder and more firm in inside of you than all of the other voices that will oftentimes in this step two of taking the mask off start to feel triggering and difficult and something that can really give us energy for this process because our listener her second question is how can i maintain my star power energy on a day-to-day basis with joy and humility if we celebrate Every time we see authenticity, yeah. we celebrate it in ourselves, yeah. we celebrate it in others, we find joy in authenticity wherever it arrives, in art, yes. in beauty, in music, that the game I play on a daily basis is where am I seeing the divine shine? You know, it's so funny because it comes up in so many opportunities. Yes. Today, I wanted to buy this little uh, baby lemon tart to have with my espresso. I love who you are. And... Um, I asked the woman for the lemon tart and she was like looking everywhere for it. Now there was only like five desserts in the case and I, I could feel myself being a little bit like how hard is it to find a lemon tart, right? Like I could feel the judgment coming up and ultimately I had to go and like point and like show her which one it was and then she just looked at me and she said, girl, it is my first day. And then that was like, it was so authentic how she just like owned it, how she didn't try to be better than she was. She didn't try to cover it up or make it look like she was doing a better job. She was just authentic. Like, man, it's my first day. And I'm like, I don't even know what a lemon tart is. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's your first day. You are killing it. You know what I mean? Like you're so sweet. You're so smiley. Like I can't imagine the pressure of working in such a busy place, you know? And it was that moment where celebrate authenticity, celebrate a moment to tell the truth, celebrate when you see a mask drop, even if it's in a simple way like that and be an advocate for it. If you're an advocate for it out in the world, it's going to be easier for you to be an advocate for it for yourself when you do it a little messy or imperfectly or, you know, it comes and goes. When you can be an advocate for it out in the world, it'll give you so much gentleness and compassion for yourself. Gorgeous. What does Osho say number three? Step three, the final step, always remain in the present. (gasps) Yes! I knew you would love step three. I don't often tell Kristen what the steps are. I just tell her I'm going to talk about steps because I want to delight her. That Well, it's so funny because <laughs> when I was reading this listener's question, um, the, part, the, the second part of their question about maintaining star power energy on a day-to-day basis with joy and humility, the first thing that came to my mind is stay in the present. Mm-hmm. I find that what makes us tired often is not being present. Agreed. It has nothing to do with you, what you did that day. Agreed. Because in the present, you can do one thing yes. on your to-do list and not be tired. But yes. if you think about the whole to-do list you have to do, immediately you're tired. You're exhausted. And Natalie knows this. I've been going through this process where the gates of heaven have opened and there is so much abundance for me creatively. And I talked to my dear girlfriend, who's a choreographer, who does a gazillion projects. And I was like, pointers. Give me a point. Give me some pointers because my calendar is getting filled. And 
how, how do you do it? How do you, how do you, you get off and on more planes than any person I know. You have more projects. Like, what do you do? And she goes, I'll tell you. My number one tip is wherever you are, be right there. Mm-hmm. Don't be thinking about the moment before. Don't be thinking about the evening later. Don't be thinking about another show. Don't be thinking about your relationship. Wherever you are, be there and the energy will move through you. Mm. You'll know exactly what to do. You'll have plenty of energy. You'll have clarity. Yeah. But you have to be present. You have to be present. And uh, the only thing I wrote down from, from the book that Osho said about being in the present is all falseness enters from the past or the future. Mm-hmm. What is in the present is always the truth. It's the truth of the moment. What When you're ruminating about what might happen in the future or when you're continuing to replay what's happened in the past as a way to affect your present, all of that is false because none of that is here. That's right. So the quickest way to put your mask back on is to be in the past or be in the future. The easiest way to keep the mask off, just be right here. What's happening now? Who am I looking at now? What's the one thing I'm doing now? What's the what's the the one taste I'm tasting now? It's the ability to say I don't need to know where it's going, and I don't need to continue to be impacted by where it's been. One of the most valuable things of my meditation practice has been the ability to taste that emptiness and taste the peace that comes in the place that has no thought. And one of the things that has been a practice for me is stretching my meditation practice from the walk from my apartment to the subway. Mm. So in that place of, you know when Abraham Hicks talks about being satisfied? Mm -hmm. Just find satisfaction where you are. So stretching that satisfaction from my apartment to the subway in this meditative brain that isn't grasping onto any thoughts, mm. isn't trying to think about yesterday, isn't thinking about tomorrow, isn't thinking about what, late, what I'm doing later. Mm. So it becomes this practice of of just, in, in the moment, just being in the moment. And I find, one, extreme joy, extreme happiness, beauty, the ability to see beauty, but I actually think it makes me a better director yes. so that when I get into the rehearsal room, there hasn't been a morning filled of thoughts. Mm. There's been a space created so that I'm actually, I can be present. So you know how they always say all the answers are in the moment. Like yes. you and I started this podcast. We didn't know we were going to talk about Maisel, no. but all of a sudden it created all these beautiful metaphors and set us up for what we were talking about. The same thing happens in rehearsal I don't know what's going to happen in the scene, but when I'm totally present, I can notice the way this actor hip-checked the other actor when she sat down, Mm. and then that became this little cute game they played in the scene that just naturally occurred. I didn't know what I was going to do in that scene. I purposely tried not to think about it so I could let something organic occur, but because I wasn't preoccupied in my thoughts, I could see what was happening now, and then that created inspiration for the moment. Yes. So I find that the answers are always available in the present moment, 
when we're not grasping for them. Yes. And I, I remember a really great spiritual teacher working with me once and telling me, Natalie, you're stopping the magic at every turn in your life. And the reason why is because you're so busy planning and organizing (gasps) that if you just surrendered planning and organizing, the magic could take you to a place that you can't plan Mm -hmm. and you can't organize. That's beyond what you can know. And all of us want to transcend where we are to get to a next place, but we can't organize and plan our Selves into a place we've never been before. So we have to surrender to the magic of something bigger, something that knows more than we know. And that's why it's interesting that I, these are steps one, two, and three, but it's actually cyclical. Mm. Because when you get to the place of always remain in the present, how do I remain in the present? You go back to the inner voice. Because the inner voice can communicate to you only in the present. So you start with the inner voice. You take off the mask. You allow yourself to be present, which is tremendous vulnerability to be present without the mask on. And whatever comes up, you go back to the inner voice. You take off another layer. You're in the present. And you listen to the inner voice again. And this, for me, is the cycle of stardom. That's the cycle of stardom. And if we want to have sustainability then that's what we have to do. It makes me think of a generator. Mm, That cycle. An energy generator. We become self-generating. We create our own power system from within. It allows the spirit to move in through us into the world. So can you imagine? Here's the spirit that incarnated into our body that wants to come into the world and create magic, but it can only come out the moment that we listen to it drop the mask and are present. Yes. Otherwise, it can't get into the world and do its job. Exactly. It's really fascinating because I read this great story once about Marilyn Monroe, who's Mm -hmm. arguably, like, when you think of star power, arguably you could say, well, I don't know anyone who had more star power than than her. I mean, people used to say they would walk into a room and it was like everyone else was in the dark and there was a light shining on them, right? There was this level of charisma and energy and otherworldliness and obsession people had for her. She, uh, there's this story about her one time walking through the streets of Manhattan with a reporter who was doing an interview with her. And as they were walking through the streets, the reporter was shocked that she was the biggest star at the time and no one was even looking at her. No one even noticed. And she was herself. It wasn't wearing a ball cap, wasn't hiding. She was just herself on the streets of New York and no one even noticed. And they said, how is it possible that you're the biggest star in the world and we're walking down the busy streets of Manhattan and no one's even taking your picture and noticing who you are? And she said, oh, I didn't, I didn't put Marilyn on. Do you want me to? And he said, okay. And just energetically she shifted and immediately there was cameras on her. That's so funny. Do you know someone told me the same thing about Cameron Diaz? They were doing a film with Cameron Diaz and they said she was just on set. She was just like an ordinary girl. Then all of a sudden it was like time for to shoot and they were like it was like she turned a light on inside of her and then, then they were like oh there's Cameron Diaz. Right. There it is. As if there's a place inside of us 
we know how to touch and have, have access to. And when we allow that part of our, to be open, to be that open vessel that connects to that power center and allow it to come forward, it's irresistible. That's right. And it has nothing to do with what we put on. It has to do with what we take off and reveal. Mm, let's take some stuff off. Yeah. For this Halloween, let's take, take it, it off. <laughs> well, and so this brings us to the last part of our listener's question, which is, how can I trust that I won't fall on my face and hurt myself or others by living in the magnitude of myself? Mm-hmm. Well, you and I have been talking a lot about part of letting go of control is letting go of other people's reactions. Mm-hmm. If other people decide to get hurt, that is their decision, right? We can do our very best to live in integrity and peace and kindness and care with the world, but we can never control how others perceive us. Yeah. Right? Right. And I think that one thing that becomes really obvious for me when I turn into my own inner voice, when I see myself living a life of, you know, freedom or expression or abundance... And these are things that people who raised me or people who uh, were in my community or friends have withheld from themselves, then I can understand the pain of seeing someone else getting to have something that I didn't let myself have and I could have had it because I have that power too, Mm. but I didn't know I had it. And there's a grief there. There's a grief when people look and say, I see that person being their authentic self and it shines a light on the fact that I haven't. And I think we can have compassion that no one's doing it to be mean to you. They're doing what they're doing because they have so much regret and grief and sadness in themselves for the fact that they didn't take the stand. And I think that we can stand for the fact of when we all know better, we do better. Yeah. So perhaps your job is to reveal that so that they don't waste one more day in regret or sadness or grief, but letting them have that as their own choice for their own life. And knowing that it's that Marianne Williamson quote of Mm -hmm. when I shine, I unconsciously let others have the permission to shine as well. Mm -hmm. Knowing that if people are resistant to light, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with light. It just means they're more comfortable in darkness. And that has nothing to do with the light. Yeah. I just want to give that a moment to soak in. And can we, as we fall deeper and deeper in love with ourselves, as we become attracted to ourselves, let that attraction, that pull of our inner self, our inner voice, be more compelling than the fear of what someone else might think. Yeah, and the freedom in knowing. It's like you give yourself the freedom of saying, I know if I shine this bright, people will have all kinds of reactions to it. Some people will love me. Some people will celebrate me. Some people will hate me. Some people will judge me. But if I know that going in, then I can decide going in. That's not my job. Yes. I think it was Elizabeth Gilbert the other day had something on her Instagram that was like, your job is to do your work 
and not worry about what anyone else yes. says about it. Yeah. Um, there's this part of this question too, is trust that I won't fall on my face. And I have a desire to address that part of learning and experimenting in any act of creation is going to be that sometimes we have an experience that causes us to learn, right? Abraham Hicks calls it cause it contrast but we don't know what works until we know what doesn't yeah. so sometimes falling on our on our face is like the most beautiful blessing it is education it's to be applauded yeah so for me i find it's more important to fall yeah just be okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take an action it's i'm gonna create something i'm gonna try something and if i fall down i'm gonna applaud myself for trying and get back up again yeah it's almost like the bigger problem is when you're not falling yes oh too too small too safe yes you know time to jump again yeah. oh wow you really fell okay awesome yeah now you know more and we know from our own past there's never been a fall we haven't gotten up mm-hmm. from so why are we so afraid yeah and it's only through that fall that you learn how to rise. I, t- I talk about like how I learned how to direct in the beginning was I just did a lot of things that didn't work on stage. Yeah. And I went, oh, well, I'm not going to do that again. Oh, well, no, that's not how to produce a play. Yeah. And that it was just through repetition of doing things that I learned what to do. Yeah. Like the, the real knowledge is the one that is self-taught. So, so experimentation is like the biggest treasure we have. And I also feel like the biggest stars are the ones that take the biggest risks. Right. I, I know that I spent probably 10 years of my life doing auditions perfectly that I never booked because there's no writer in the world writing someone on their perfect day of their life, being a perfect person, executing their life perfectly. Every writer is writing about someone who's in their humanness, who's in their mess, who doesn't know how to figure it out, who's falling. So if you as the actor walk in the room and uh, play a perfect version of that, then you're not in integrity of that story and that truth. The auditions that I remember the most that actors have done for me have been the ones where they took some sort of huge, enormous risk. Right. Or or something wrong happened and it ended up being the most endearing, charming, human moment that you could never forget. That's right. Yeah. 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 So. Fall. Fall. Take chances. Fall hard. Go on a limb. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. And then applaud and celebrate yourself for doing that. I think what happens because we live in such a perfectionist society that often we create shame around the fall and then go, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. As opposed to learning how to really applaud, celebrate, uplift the fact that we took a chance. Yeah. And go, look how brave I am. Yeah. Look at who does that. I'm, I'm amazing for trying. I'm amazing for doing something that other people weren't willing to do. I'm willing. I, I, I went after my heart. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Yay me. Way to do it. I'm the biggest advocate of cheerleading yourself. Yeah. I think it is the most valuable life skill that we can do because the inner critic can be so loud. So loud. So I just want to encourage everyone just to start that process of even in the smallest way possible 
look at me doing my dishes. Yeah. Like find ways to every day just to give yourself a high five. Nailed that moment. Nailed that moment. Showed up. Had that conversation. Tried that new thing. Gave a smile to someone. So many artists I talk to say, I just know my career would change if I got an agent. Well, what does that agent represent? An advocate. Mm-hmm. You want <gasps> someone fighting on your team. Well, you got to fight for yourself before anyone else ever can and will. How do you become your number one advocate? How do you become your number one fan? Yeah. Because <gasps> to be a star, you have to have a fan, right? Oh, you ha- yeah. In order yeah. to get fans, you have to start to be your own fan first. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's gorgeous. And for everyone listening. And thank you for taking part in this conversation. And I think this conversation brings up a lot. And I just want to say to anybody listening, the fact that you are brave enough to sit in this conversation and even think about what it might feel like to start to take that mask off, way to fucking go. We applaud you. Standing ovation, red carpet, you are amazing. And whether it feels easy or hard, if you fall, if you fly, we applaud you. Applause for taking space. Applause for listening. Applause for taking off the mask. Applause for not needing to take care of other people's feelings. Applause for being willing to take risk and, and, and risking falling down. So may you, all you Maisels out there, Take the makeup off and let them see you. (laughs) Let the whole world see you because the star that you are is actually just underneath the costume that you think you have to wear. And guess what? We all really want to see what you got. It makes me think of Maisel. What happens when she gets drunk and she goes up on stage and she gets raw and she does stand-up? What does she do? She flashes the entire audience. That's right. She's seen. Mm -hmm. She's revealed. So to be a star, we have to reveal ourselves. And then we'll discover we were a star the whole time. The whole time. Let nature be nature. Let yourself shine so bright. And know that wherever you are in this process, we are your biggest fans. Thank you so much for listening. We love to feel like we have friends all over the world in you who are committed to doing their dream on the planet. And if you like this podcast and you want to find out more about what we're doing or who we are, our pop-up classes, our online classes, you can check all of that out at thecreateseries.com. And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, you can go to the Create Community page. That's C period R period E period A period T period E period community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend?